Just so you know, Ryan is somewhat sometimes an asshole. I'm not an asshole. Oh, I yeah. I'm divisive. That's good. Yeah, I'm divisive. So they yes. tell me you're you're not an asshole, but you're an asshole. Like people think you're an asshole, and I think you're fucking divisive. And asshole is the same thing. <laughs> well, I like mine better. I, like I don't go out of my way to stir shit. He does. Matt well, is very confident. I'm cocky. No, I'm cocky. Ah, dude, cocky you, is you can't back it up. You can fucking back no, it up. No, cocky is you can pack it up. Arrogance. You, uh, okay. He, here's my difference between cocky and arrogance. Uh, LeBron James is arrogant. And he's mm. got that, I'm the greatest, pound my chest. Yeah. Mm, mm. It's he's, just, he's, he's pretty arrogant. fucking good, though. Okay, he is. But he's arrogant. I don't like the attitude that comes yeah. with it. Kobe and Jordan were cocky. They made the shot and then they smiled in their face, just all tongue out. Yeah, yeah. It was this play. It was I'm the best, but they in this, fucking loved it. Yeah, and in this more playful way. Look, Whereas Jordan or uh, uh, LeBron, LeBron is in this I'm a dick way. Luke, bring up the definition of cocky. Listen, I'm just saying that's Did how you I separate. Hit record? Are we start? Oh, are we are recording? We, oh, okay, oh good. hell yes. I, just how I separate. The From the time we stepped in here, I knew we'd get some well, gems hit the out fucking of thing so we could really talk. No, wait a minute. I, I bring can't. up the definition of cocky, Luke. Oh shit! Hold on, I changed the source. Give me that. God, give me that. Damn me it! Hold on, I did a. I had a meeting in here. Here we go. This one. This one. Ah, oh, fuck. Maybe that one. <laughs> you can. You can call it. Playful arrogant instead, if you oh, want. Is this Friday? Seriously. I don't even know I had TV. How the fuck do I have TV? It's like built in now. You don't even got to buy it. There ain't know. no TV in here. Oh, there, there we go. Is. All right. Conceited or arrogant, especially in a bold or impotent way. Impu- impudent way. <clears throat> well, impudent. What the fuck does impudent mean? I don't know. I'm going to be, I'm gonna have to be careful what I say between you two because I have to remain the. Oh, uh, look at the nice sub. Guy. There's your uh, there's your Altera. Sitting a sub half minute group can be challenging. All right. So, huh? This guy I know. No, this guy bought like it. a thirteen thousand dollar package from them. Brought it to my house. They had guaranteed. They had guaranteed. It was supposed to be quarter minute guarantee. First group out of it. It was a thirty three nozzler. First group out of it. I was shooting it. Was with their ammo. Two and a half inches. Fuck. Hit the button. Welcome to the Shoot to Hunt podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Avery. Ryan Avery. And my color commentator today is Jake Mushaney. <laughs> Are you ready? I've been ready since 9 a.m., sir. How fat is your ass today? I knew that was coming. Help me, Rhonda. You know, because you, you never want to say it can never happen. I mean, you know, the chances of getting violently murdered by a bunny are low <laughs> but, but never zero we're bringing up some straight bullshit you're saying first, first light, light. You're about oh to I, you know light. that whole conglomerate of liberals I don't know what else to call them yeah. I want to I want to talk uh, before we jump into all this other shit we have uh, Matthew Allwine Matthew really <laughs> What's your middle name? Uh, what do you want? My social security number too? Oh, do you not have a do you have a middle name? I don't remember right it's, now. You don't it's, remember? It's Corey. Cocky. That's not bad. Prefer Matthew, Matt though. Prefer Matthew, Matt. Cocky yeah, all white. MC all white. <laughs> Matthew Cocky all white. Okay. Cocky. We were just talking about the, the definition Corky of for cocky. Sure. <laughs> hey, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about your uh, pregame ritual. I got the witness. What? Which one? 
on the on, we went and shot the man, private one or the public one. No, no, this is well, I, well no, he, <laughs> he said everything's on the table. That's what he said before we started. Uh-huh. So we do a we went down and me and Tanya shot an NRL hunter with John and Matt. And Matt has an interesting uh, music selection. It's very uh, quirky. Can you kind of go into your hit I'm list? I'm after of, the Tay-Tay also. It, it's, it's like your, on there, your I pump think. up nice. music. Yeah, I just have a, like a, everyone has a pump up list. Yeah, but yours is eclectic. Oh yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know what makes a song on the list. So, dude, we went from driving in, it's what, about 30 minute drive that morning? Two mornings in a row. And uh, the first morning we had, we went from <laughs> country, we had some R&B, we had some rap, we had some- It's a little bit of everything. Whatever Tanya song you forgot about, uh, Hate Me, what the fuck's the name of that? Purple? Hate Me. Uh, October, Blue October. Blue October, great Dude, song. You're kind of like Jake. The reason I'm kind of connecting the dots here is Jake listens to all kinds of there's something. There's music. something about, you'll, you'll hear a song and it doesn't matter who the fuck sings it. There's something about a song that triggers something emotionally inside you. And you know that like if, if we're squatting, if we're doing like four sets of six, like heavy squat, and there's 275, right? And I walk up to it. Like I have to, I have to hit the next button until that song hits. Yeah. And then I'm ready. I don't hear the music when I'm squatting. I hear it to, to get the bar off the fucking rag and start. Well, we never really got through a song with Matt. It was like the initial chorus yes. and then boom, he's on to the next. Because once it starts, like you're, the emotions are, yeah. it's done. I'm just, I'm just like summoning all these great emotions into one pregame ritual to not miss targets. Nice. And the first day, you know, pre- shooting there was a lot of hate in the music uh-huh. the second day there was a like a lot of confidence in the music well, i bet you you did well on the first day huh did you do well day one yeah we did pretty so good. if you're if you're sitting good like if you if you if you're not maxing right if you see 350 on the bar you know i'm gonna fuck that up it doesn't have to hit that hard but if you're doing bad on day one and you need to do better on day two it's gotta fu- you gotta fuck it up with the music yeah i was summoning a little bit of anger to get me going and then day two i was like we're already there there you go let's just keep it rolling like it. I, I didn't see that. Could be Tay Tay. Could be Britney Spears. I might, I might make like a, a mixtape and sell it to shooters. Be like, <laughs> this is what get you going. <laughs> this is <laughs> what fucking winners do. <laughs> the all one mixtape. It might sell. Well, I was saying he needs to get a red shirt like Tiger did when he was in the lead. Uh-huh. Last day of the golfing. He wore a red golf. shirt. He fucking wore a red shirt to know nice. that he was fucking winning. And that could be something. It could I, be a. I got that. My my shooter jersey. I don't ever wear it day one. And day two, I only wear it underneath something else. Uh, it doesn't come out until I won. It's uh, like, I feel like wearing a jersey before you've won anything. Yeah. Pretty arrogant. Well, that's what we did. So we're fucking arrogant. <laughs> You, you guys we went talking out to about put on your a Nerf spectacle. gun shoot? Yeah, man. Are we talking shit? It was fun. Did you tell him what I said? Uh-uh, I don't we went that. We went to have fun. In fact, we're going to bring this shit up about the whole... We went to have fun. We not to win. There. Yeah, you asked me about what I thought of that paint job. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, if you guys were like winning shoots... You can pull mm-hmm. that off. Fuck yeah. But if you're rolling in and get no, last it has, place. It has to be I one don't... end of the spectrum or the other. You can't be in the middle. It could be like, I fucking suck or I'm going to fucking win. This motherfucker. One or the other. On the side of his dude. So it was. A, it says wetter is better. It's the fucking super soaker uh, slogan. No, yours super says that. Mine is wetter is better. Yours is nerf or Mine nothing. Mine says nerf or nothing. Yes. That's badass. Well, next year when we win it, we'll have the right color. Perfect. There you go. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about you, you came from a bow hunting side. You jumped into the comp gun shit late. Mm-hmm. What's the correlation? You were really good at shooting a bow. You are really good at shooting a bow. 
and you're really good at shooting comp guns. Do you generally see that crossover? I, no, I don't think there's many other people that have tried it, like crossover wise. I think so. I think if you aim well, you aim well. You know, uh, the only other person I can think of that has done really well in Bolt is um, Kevin Wilkie. You know, he's at Hoyt Pro Archer, mm-hmm. and he's he's doing pretty good at rifle shoots now. Yeah, he won the production when we were there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so he's crossover. But I think if you aim well, you aim. I won a slingshot competition one time. I mean, like, <laughs> I think you. Yeah. Every time I go pee, I win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> So how, what made you switch over? Are you just getting tired of fucking bows? Cause they are kind of gay. Yeah. That must've been it. <laughs> no, I, yeah. Oh, pinch talked me into it. Like, Did he? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he's like, you got to try it. He, well, he came to archery shoot with me one time and he did good. He won, he got second or third, I think big shoot thousand guys there. One of those Northwest mountain challenges. And he, uh, gosh, I think he got second or third in the bow hunter division. It's like, man, you can shoot. He's like, you need to come try rifle. You'd be good at it too. Like, I don't know. And eventually I, so to go. the correlation is there. If you can it seems to be eye hand coordination, if you can shoot. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. One of my questions is actually, so look, looking from the outside into the, to the PRS competition shooting community, I know the amount of money that goes into rifles and ammo and so on and the amount of effort it takes to shoot well and shoot well consistently. The real question is why the fuck do you still do this? Like after you, after you reach the top, you know how much money and time you have to invest to stay at the top. Like what it, you're not getting paid to do it. So what the fuck, what is in it for you to continue shooting today? Being mad all wind. I could walk in and win a NRL hunter competition with a fucking factory. What are you shooting now? Savage. Yeah. Factory savage rifle out of the box. I'm going to come in. I'm going to fuck it. Why do you still get up and go to these competitions? Probably a hundred percent ego. Really? Mean, right. You just want to continue to be the best. Yeah, exactly. Like okay. that. I just have, I love, I love to compete and it's yeah. the only, well, besides archery, it's the only thing I'm good at. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I watch every competition thing I can see. Like I watch golf, football, like all these different Netflix things, F1 racing, like anything competition wise. I love, I just suck at everything else. Uh-huh. So shooting's where I got to get it from. So your high is when you're sitting up on the winter stage. Oh yeah. You won it first, second, third don't matter. Or is it only when you get first? It depends on the match and what you're at. Um, NRL hunter. It's only first mm. um, PRS. Like it's hard to get on the podium. So yeah. usually I'm pretty initially I'll be happy that I'm on the podium and then I'll start replaying everything. Like, Oh crap. If I didn't screw that up, you still doing all I your own loading overall. and everything too. Oh yeah. Really? <laughs> only for Cause I have to. No one's ever reached out to be like, "Hey, Matt Allwine, you're a badass. We're gonna fucking load all your ammo for you." No, nah, I hit up these one guys once, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't, we don't work with competition yeah, shooters. Fucking competition shooters are cheap as fuck. <laughs> all of you out there are only looking no, for a deal. And we're making last minute. Ch- I can't tell you how many times I've switched guns, switched ammo, switched something the day before a match. They're no. just not. What what is it like if you take Horn Day match? Is it just that extreme <clears throat> spread that's not good enough? You get a little ver- vertical dispersion. No, it's it's pretty good. I, I guys win with that stuff. I mean, well, Aaron, Aaron Davidson just told us that they're selling cheap. Gunworks rifles now with box ammo because it's that good. Yeah. No, I, I'm cheap. If Hornady wants to give me ammo, I'd probably shoot it. I got to grab this for it. Fucking drives me crazy. So you're it's it's on par. It's just the cost is the difference. Yeah, and you can't make changes to it like low debit. Yeah, all. I mean this. I just shot this match in Indiana. Um, just got home from yesterday. Um, I saw right beforehand it was supposed to be thunder showers, wet, and I'm like, ooh, are we and hot? 
where you have pressure issues. So I went and dumped my load way down. I was loading the day before. I pulled, I don't know, 80 feet a second out of my load before I went just to make sure there wasn't any chance of pressure issues. So, I mean, just, yeah, changes last minute. Like, you can't do that with factory ammo, which you'll probably be fine with factory ammo, but maybe not. I've seen factory ammo pressure out lots. <laughs> I have too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially some of that. Well, especially match. through the whole COVID era, there was a lot of factory ammo manufacturers that were switching moving powders around because they couldn't get what they needed. Right. Blending so, shit. Yeah, yeah. blending shit. Yeah. Went, ran into quite a, they were just trying to hit a pressure curve there. and Yeah, yeah. and lot, lot to lot. Like you make it a different, I mean, even my own stuff, lots of lot. I've had, I can't tell you how many times I've had a load that I loved and I'd switch bolt lots and never mind, don't love it anymore type thing. So yeah, just keeping up with it all. If I maintaining control of it all, I guess is the only yeah. reason. Yeah. And last minute adjustments. Oh yeah. So key. many last minute adjustments. So well, have, better, better brass, better brass to me would probably be better. Brass comes with more consistency maybe higher pressure, more velocity. Yeah. 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 That Hornady's, I mean, you, I wouldn't be reloading Hornady brass. I'd shoot the ammo, but I'd leave the brass on the ground Mm -hmm. probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When we were shooting that match, I left a lot of that. I hate guys that do that because then my brass ends up in your brass and I got to sort through your brass. But mine was silver. You'd easily known. Oh, that was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that gun shot it. Well, it did. It did. Uh, NRL hunter PRS. What do you like more and why? NRL hunter. I'm an NRL hunter shooter now. I'm, I shoot PRS still, but I like to think I'm an NRL hunter guy now for sure. It's just practical for what I do for hunting for, for other guys. You, you came and shot it with a hunting gun. Yep. Like you had fun. You did decent. If, if you to come to a PRS match with your hunting gun and yourself, you would have been wrecked. Destroyed. Yeah. And so I think it's in, I think the, the curve to get into it is a lot smaller for guys. And I like that. Um, and I'm probably better at it than PRS. So that probably helps me. Like because of all too. like the setup, or what do you mean you're better? At? Which, which parts of it? Um, I think it's just a mesh of like I've shot enough PRS that I have good shooting fundamentals. Generally, know how to shoot, and then the glassing that I, experience that I have from hunting since I was seven, eight years old, and spend all that time behind binoculars that you can't teach as well. So finding mm-hmm. targets, um, just working all the equations quick. Um, I'm generally, I think, better at that than I am just monkey see, monkey do a PRS. Because PRS, you watch 10 guys in front of you do the same thing. Last guy off, hey, what was your win call? Hope he doesn't lie to you and give it a go. Um, whereas NRL Hunter, you're running over the hill. You're by yourself. You're on your own. Let's sort this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think pretty good on my feet, I think. Yeah. Sometimes, the couple times John and I have shot together teams, I think we've almost done worse. Because they're like, hey, what do you do? Hey, what do you do? <laughs> when we both just run our own game, we'd be fine. Yeah. And then you guys had a mix up on what you thought you saw and it was kind yeah. of reverse. Yeah. Yeah. The coolest thing at NRL Hunter, I went and shot skills, me and Tanya shot skills. So you can walk, you can go up and watch them and they can actually help you. But you have four minutes, six minutes as a team. Correct. Mm-hmm. And you had to, they had to find these two targets and one was in the shade, super hard as little pig. Sun rising behind it. Yeah. Fucking hard to see when they found the target and they had two positions they had to shoot from. They both had to shoot. There was a minute 30 on the clock and they fucking cleaned it. We had to, we had to shoot. John had to get in the first position, mm-hmm. shoot the one target, which is maybe six, five fifty, six hundred yards. Yep. And then the second target, which is seven, 800 yards. And then he, he had to shoot both those. He had to move positions, reset up, shoot both those. He had to get out of the way, clear his gun. I had to get in the first position, shoot the first target, shoot the second target, get the second position, shoot the first target, shoot the second target. And it was, we, we, 
it took us five or four and a half minutes to find that second target. Mm. And I, it was of, tighter than I wanted. Oh, mm. I'd have bet a thousand dollars. They wouldn't clean that. Yeah. They fucking clean it with like six seconds left or something like that. Yeah. That actually brings impressive. up a good point though. So for those of us that, that really suck at shooting like Ryan Avery, <laughs> you're about to, you're about to get into NRL Hunter and you have a budget and you got some money to spend, right? You don't, you don't have any gear. You're all fresh to the scene. You just want to give it a go. What do you spend your money on? Um, oh boy, you got to have a good tripod. Like that's a must. Um, like two vets is a good choice for a budget choice or what, what would be a budget choice? Like what would you like bare bones? Would you use Leo photo two vets or do you have to go to really right stuff or something that level? Mm, great question. I think it's a good, for me, it's a good question because RRS is, is like here. Two vets is somewhere in the middle and you know, we carry like slick stuff. And yeah. I mean, like a two vets or a Leo photo, like that'll get you going. You know, you probably spend 500 bucks on a tri- tripod mm-hmm. that get you going, but you got to have something you can shoot in glass off of. It's something you can shoot off of mm-hmm. decently. What is the difference between jumping to that, to that really right stuff that makes it so much more expensive? Is the worth there? Is it fucking that much better or what's the I, deal? I can't explain it necessary they just they function better like it just the leo photo whatever they're fine as long as they're working but all of a sudden they'll gum up something will stick really right right when you need it exactly Mm. i Mm. yeah you basically just described a bat vesper action sure or tika running perfectly you just you just can't explain it it just just, fucking works it just fucking works bats are the best the 700 as you were asking earlier about what makes it what makes it expensive it just fucking works damn i like having you here matt Mm -hmm. so uh, so we got through tripod we still got a long ways to go on this yeah yeah, hit it hit it okay so you're gonna need uh you're probably gonna you want a ballistic solver in your bino ideally if you want to cut some corners, have your binos and a range finder with a ballistic solver separately. Or if you want to run ho- hard dope, you can try to. It's going to be, you're setting yourself up for failure. You go out there and do decent with a range finder and hard dope, but ideally something with a solver okay. in it is going to What's your budget choice there? A SIG uh, or? Oh. EL range. <laughs> yeah. that's, not, that's not a budget fucking choice. Um, that's what for just the range finder or the bino with range Well, you range just finder. said you want, you want bino with range finder this and ballistic calculator. Yeah, yeah you got to give us budget and then your choice. Yes. Probably those SIG 6Ks. Mm-hmm. I haven't played with them yet. The SIG 10K is an amazing solver, but they're so blue to look through, you probably won't find the targets. Unusable. So I do find them fairly unusable. But that 6K, I think is going to be the happy medium on that. Mm-hmm. I hate to say, I hate to say it. The Vortex Furies <gasps> for a budget. Like yeah. you're, you're cheap already going in this. You probably got a Vortex scope on. Ah. Like, so you might as well take <laughs> the Fury, I guess. I don't, they're on a budget though. I, they're not bad. Okay. Um, whatever rifle you want to go with. I mean, the rifle's not going to no, make it. No, now go, we went budget optics. What is your choice? Uh, yeah, the swirls right now, I think EL range. EL the, um, you've, you've bedded out that solver pretty good. What's, oh, what's, good. what's your, what's your max yardage for that solver? Uh, I mean, I don't think I've taken over like maybe 1300 or something. Cause we don't shoot past that okay. for our hunter. So, so, so definitely for hunting. Yeah, it's been, I, I compare, paired it to my Kessler with apply ballistics and it's mm-hmm. right on all the it's way money. out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen more than a 10th difference between it and my, 
Kestrel in any condition. I keep hearing there's a difference, but for mine out to 1,800 yards with the Kestrel, the only downside of that, it, the laser's not as strong as like the Fury or the 10K or yeah. the new Revix. Mm. Those lasers are better. Mm. So I carry 10Ks as a backup because yeah. I lost a match one time because I had a rangefinder go down. So I always have. Um, and generally, if I put all the same data in my Kestrel, those 10Ks and my Swaros at 1,200 yards, I'll be within a click. Really? And and maybe a tenth of a mil. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I'll do a little tweaking to get that on. Like I want it with I want them to read the exact same. Yeah. Um, but they're well yeah, between they're the good. two of you saying that it's money and you're both using them in the field and everything else. I think I think that's enough. Yeah, and and, yeah. and John most guys are using those. You know, we yeah. started I was using the Zeiss um LRS or whatever. Uh John was using those and then we played with the Leicas. The Leicas are good, they're just slow. Feel like you're wasting five really seconds slow. a stage at least to come for, up with the solution. Exactly, yeah, the furies mm. are slow. Yeah, so I don't love that. But but again, you're getting into it. Yeah, you're, you're going to be slow in. in a lot of ways. So mm. the the Zeiss rangefinder is a much better laser than the Swirl. The problem with Zeiss is I had to send it back three fucking times. Really, I think it's a good setup. It's just I think the Swirl is more durable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've been having good luck with them. I I think the beam diversion seems a little better on the Swirl over the Zeiss for sure too. For the factory class, what rifle product factory rifle brand do you see predominantly? Tikas are doing well. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of options out there now though that fit into what they call factory and NRL hunter that are you know like that that fierce in the chassis. Um, the Christians, I, I'll, I'll take a chassis any day. I want an adjustable cheek piece. Uh, contrary to what Aaron Davidson would say, there are some guys out there who can shoot <laughs> who are okay with an adjustable cheek what if, piece. What if, what if Unknown had a, a chassis and a barrel and the Vesper, for example? Does that does that make it? Is it then a factory rifle? No, you got to be selling a lot I think 5, of 5,000 of them. Yeah. You have to sell 5,000 a year. The manufacturer has to sell 5,000 rifles a year for it to work? Mm, correct. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. You're, you're gotcha. not... You're not seeing, um, yeah, but, but there are, you know, a handful of guns out there in a chassis that I think I, I like that for an option. That There's a Bergara said, too, huh? Exactly. Bergara, yeah. yeah. Bergara's got, yeah. I think that's what, what's Wilkie Kel used. Kevin shooting one. Yep. Yeah. Mm. That being said, I'm shooting the Savage Carbon Tactical when I shoot factory and it's, it's just got a plastic piece that clicks in and out just to change your cheek riser a little bit, but it's just a Tupperware stock. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be hard to shoot in some elevated off tripod positions types up, but that gun shoots really well. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think if you can, if you know how to shoot, get a decent gun, like you're going to be fine. NRL hunter, we're not shooting tiny targets. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's realistic hunting type shots. Now it might be from a awkward position and you don't know the yard to just start with and you don't know where the target is to start with. So there's a lot of other things that factor in, um, but you don't have to have a quarter MOA gun to go out there and do good at it. You know, nice. that, that raccoon was a pain in the ass because of the position. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that raccoon's not that hard to shoot if you're just laying down prone, but mm -hmm. you're down in that goalie trying to figure out how to get tied enough. He's an 800-yard raccoon, and you're yeah. like, oh, this is not as easy as I thought it might be. Mm. It, it was, not to get off course, but it was way, I had more fun than I thought of it. Like, I'm definitely probably going to shoot two weeks or next week or whenever that is in Oklahoma. I got to figure out if I can go to that. Yeah, you got to come try to beat me in production because I'm going to beat your ass. I'm sure mm. you will. <laughs> is he all, that's cocky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or is that arrogant? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, want, you or me? I want both. you to go just so you can beat me. Yeah, actually, that's opposite because he's already a winner and you're not. We were talking about this last yeah. night. He's like, scoreboard, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't even have to go to those. I'm so good. Oh, that's oh, dude, amazing. Dude, yeah. we got to have. 
I just keep talking that shit. I suck at shooting, just like that sticker says right there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I also want to, we talked, we threw binoculars, we're good. Oh, you also, how, you shot teams, would you usually carry a pair of 15s? Because that's what you No, I wouldn't normally, but we, that's what saved us on that stage where we couldn't find that pig. We we were shooting teams, so we could carry some extra gear. We threw a set at 15s in, and that's what found that, which, again, that pig would be easy to find if the sun wasn't directly behind him right Mm. there. And this is a technique thing that I wanted to ask you because I saw some guys had their binos hooked to a freaking actual, to either to their tripod, their tripod. They were actually physically connected. You guys just use a rear bag with a tack table. Mm-hmm. Is that how you just generally always do it? Yeah. And I, that's how I always glass generally. Like I'm not. Well, I saw when you had to use that tack table for a rear support, it's a lot faster than if the binos are connected. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. I like having that tack table on there. Yeah. One less thing to click in, click out, whatever. You see guys a lot of time then, or even if they're using their tripod for some kind of rear support just off the leg or something, a lot of times they'll disconnect it so their binos don't fall off or whatever. So you're burning a couple seconds getting that off of there. And I mean, there's there's probably 75% of stages I finish and I got 30 seconds left. It's not a big deal. But those couple that you finish with three seconds left, you're real glad you didn't burn a couple. And then you hear that all the time with me and John shooting. People are like, oh man, you got ton of time to spare you ran that so fast well we're doing the stuff we can do fast all of it as fast as we can to have spare time for something to go wrong not mm-hmm. finding a target magazine jam dud round something not feed you know you just never know crap goes wrong all the time mm-hmm. which uh, rear bag do you suggest i'd shoot that medium game changer with sand i like sand um and then I carry a big, like the OG with uh standard fill also. Cause there'll be a lot of times where you got to get above some tall grass or something. And I have that MDT triple pull bipod. So I'll do like a medium height on it with both bags in the rear. So I'm still in a prone position, but I'm, you know, a foot 18 inches off the ground, something like that. Mm-hmm. On the bipods, the, the budget version would be. I don't um, even know. I don't, know the, I don't think there's a budget version of that bipod. God dang, because it's not a cheap version. <laughs> no, that way. hatch, that yeah, that hatch bipod. I, they're out of Idaho. I don't yeah, know I much see, about them, yeah. but they're four hundred bucks instead of a thousand bucks. Yeah, like that's the budget version. But the the most, uh, an extremely adjustable bipod will get you more points in NRL Hunter than anything else. We were joking about it at uh, this Indiana match. You guys like, man, if I could just spend a thousand bucks to to be better at this about the only spot that I, you can go buy points. I think is getting a good bipod and learning how to use it. Mm. It's well, when we were shooting that match, I could borrow stuff from them and I'd, every other fucking stop. would be like, give me your triple pull. Well, your, what did we get? Double pulls, double pulls. I went yeah. and bought a triple pull that, that night. Oh but, shit. Oh, are you, I brought it in here. Remember I showed you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That, there's so many times where, where you got to get up, three feet off the ground, something like that to go over a log, to go over brush, to go over something. And you just run that triple pull all the way out. You grab your tripod for rear support and away you go. I mean, yeah. we use that half the stages in NRL. Was it two pounds? Yeah. Cause you guys are, when I, when I'm designing an NRL hunter gun, like putting everything on the scale to make weight, 12 pounds or 16 pounds, depending on the vision. The first thing I put on the scale is my triple pull. And then I build around it. It's oh, he's no he's got them pulled up. What do you got for weight there on that triple pull? Well, first, yeah, it's nine ninety nine ninety five. Damn it, $1,000, yeah. buddy. Maybe there's like a spec section. What, um, if you don't, if you can't afford a triple pull, what's the next best option to, be able to shoot that, those matches? Well, I think that hatch is a decent option. It goes super long like that. Um, but 21, 21 ounces. ounces on that triple pull. Um, you, uh, 
Use it's, your tripod. You clip into your tripod, you shoot off your bag on your tripod. There's some guys that shoot off a tripod really well and they get away without having them. I don't shoot that good off Two tripods. We see PRS guys in pictures doing all kinds of he shit. He carries two tripods. I use that in probably five stages at this Indiana match last weekend. They, they had far hard targets and you had to be tripod height, not trippable height. It wasn't tall enough. There were probably five stages. And I noticed that I reached my pack to pull out a second tripod and RO would go, what the, like they'd never seen some idiot do this before. Clink, 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 set up my front tripod, clink, 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 set up my rear tripod. Boom, boom, boom. Is that included in your weight? Nope. Nope. It's not. Nope. What are what are, how are you doing that? What's your setup with the du- double tripods when you're shooting off? So my front one's a little smaller. It's uh, that Leopold 420. I think it is pretty small. It's what I carry in the back country with me and stuff when I'm hunting. Um, I'll just run that out full length, which is almost chest height, clip my gun in on the front to that, grab my really right stuff, extend it all the way out and then shoot off a leg. Is it like the, uh, what's that really right stuff head? Is it the anvil? No, I don't have the, I have the standard head, but I'm not using the head in that situation anyways. I'm just using the, the leg of the tripod. You're holding your, you said the RRS one is in the back. How are you holding the front then? Yeah, oh, on that, on that, How on the s- Leopold one, it's yeah. clipped in. Yeah. It's just their standard little ball head. Is it like it's yeah, Arca, Arca pick? Yeah. Arca. Okay, Arca. that's what I mean. Yeah. You're clicking into an Arca. Yep. And you're just sitting on the tack table in the back. No, I'm just oh, clamping the leg. it against the leg. Gotcha. Do you have a full length Arca on the front of your Savage? Uh, no, it's like a eight inch or something. It's a okay. little, it's a, it's an all wine built. Mm. <clears throat> the, the funny mm. thing was what they were showing me when we were shooting the day before is how they grab that back leg. Like you don't want to pull it. You want to keep all those legs touching the ground. Mm-hmm. And I never really grasped that till we were shooting that. We had one position where I had to use a tripod and it's your, right. Cause you pull that up, then you're shaking cause you're holding all of them to where you like to set it back down. It's got to be even, mm-hmm. which there's little tips, tricks mm-hmm. of the trade. Oh, you can do, you can do a ton of stuff with a tripod. You can even do a ton more with two tripods, but boy, you better know how to do it. Or you're just going to time out every RO. When I got done with that stage, they'd be like, Oh, we thought you were going to time out for sure. Like practice this a time or two. Like Uh I worked on that two tripod. How'd you do in that match? I won factory. I was second overall by one point. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, Troy, this guy from the Midwest. It, okay. I, I had some issues day one. I had to sort. I cleaned day two. I was the only person cleaning. How many did two. you drop? 17. That's that was not, a lot. That's not like you. <clears throat> uh, you. Once again, it was a lot of standing height shots at 900 yard type shots. Small All, targets. No back on any target. Mm-hmm. It was just grass or reeds. The problem was almost every miss I had turned into two misses. Because because when you're standing height off a tripod like that, I'm making a good shot, but there's enough recoil. I'm not seeing where I miss, where I hit. And so there was a ton of mirage. So you're fighting elevation. I mean, it was 90% humidity. It was stupid out there. Perfect storm. Yeah, it, it poured rain and then the sun came out. It was just nasty. And so almost every miss turned into two, which is the worst case. Like it drives a guy nuts. But you miss, generally when I miss, my next move is to go stronger wind call and almost never was that right. It was an elevation issue or suddenly winded 180. So I was holding half mil right and I needed half mil left. Mm. And it is hard to pick that up in one shot when your bullet just went into grass behind mm-hmm. it. So if your first shot hit, boom, 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 you clean the stage, no problem. <clears throat> but there were, there were three or four stages where it was two positions, two targets. So I get to the first position, hit the first target, one for instance, it was a, 
a ground score at like 400 yards, hit it first shot. I'm like, boom, I got this stage because I knew my win. Next one was a ram's head, which wasn't real big at six or 700 yards. Hit it first shot. In my mind, I've cleaned the stage, no problem. There's four points. Move to the next position, missed a ground score first shot with the same wind call. Had to hold the other side of it because the wind just switched. Mm. Go to the ram's head, changes. Change back. Exactly. Missed again. Miss it twice. One under and got my wind call and then zipped one just under. And you're just like, mm. what do you? And that happened to me like three times where I cleaned my first position, moved to the second, drop one or two. And that drives me nuts. But it, how you know, stand in front of that kind of switch is tough. Mm. And you guys are, nobody's harder on you guys than yourself. So I just noticed that with you and John. Well, especially because like, it's so fucking competitive. Oh, fuck. Yeah. They messed up and you could just fucking tell us burning. We up. were the same way. Oh, yeah. We messed up a lot, so we were yeah. angry a lot. Yeah, we 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 fucked like, up. Well, I should I should rephrase that. Ryan messed up a lot, so I was angry a lot. Yeah, I get that. What? <laughs> Just for the record, for the record, so everybody knows. I think we <laughs> You can't come back. Like, I'm fucking going first. You're, you're going first next year. Um ah, damn, I just have, how do you know? Can you get through all four if you have a four position stage, can you get through all four with the tripod with double tripods? Yeah, yeah. Depending on how it's, I mean, depending on what's in the way. And what were other people doing? Single tripod. Just fucking gripping and ripping. Yeah. Which that's great if you're shooting, you know, the guy that beat me is shooting open heavy, he's shooting a full comp gun and in a whatever chassis that shoots great off a tripod. Mm. First off, I can't even clamp in with my Savage on a balanced position on a tripod. So I'm trying to run it off a bag instead. Mm. And with that Tupperware stock, it's not a great balance point by any means. And so if I was going there with my open gun, I may be inclined to just run one tripod, but I know my limitations with the balance on that gun. Mm -hmm. I'm not good in that. And there had been a lot of talk of, Hey, this is going to be a tripod match. And uh, I'm going to bring two of them. I've carried two tripods to, I think five matches now, never once used it. Mm. And this last match, I think I did it five stages, something Mm. like that. That's mm. crazy. It's kind of enough of this competition bullshit. Nobody cares. Should move on. Oh, I do. Um, mm. One more question. If you if you can get good at not even good if if you can get okay at shooting NRL hunters, it will make killing animals so much easier. That was my main. Yeah, it's not even. I because I I used so before any of this competition NRL hunter PRS any of that. I Carlock built me a three thirty eight edge. I killed a lot of animals with that. And I thought I was a really good shot until I found out I wasn't. And it wasn't for missing animals. I, like, I had to go shoot at smaller things. And once I started shooting at smaller things, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not so great after all. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, I cannot tell you how many guys are like, oh, I'm going to bring my 338 Chi-Tech out to NRL Hunter. I'm going to wreck you guys. <laughs> all right. See you there, buddy. Like, that'll be fun. First of all, everybody's going to hate you because they're going to have to fix fucking targets. <laughs> yeah. And B, you're going to get real tired of that fucker really fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or anything. But guys say all the time, oh, my, I got a 300 rum. It never misses. Cool. Bring it to a match. It'll miss a lot. Mm. Last question. You have to hit a power factor. So what is the, the perfect caliber? for? So that? if you're shooting factor, you don't have to make power factor. Okay. If you're shooting skills, you don't have to make power factor. So which obviously skills, if you're going to your first NRL hunter match, go shooting skills. You can watch other guys. People can help you. I fought it. And if Tanya wouldn't said, you heard the whole, yeah. Tanya's coming. That's we're a shooting cool skills. option. Yeah. Because it makes it so much less intimidating. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's for, I tell everyone do it. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Who, and try it, to get with good shooters. 
Yeah. Try and John and Matt would love to take you through it. Just ask them. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, mm. but it, it will help to learn. So which is the class with the power factor? Um, so open, heavy and open light both have power factor. It's 380,000, which is your bullet weight times bullet speed. You need to be shooting 135 grain bullet at at least 28, I think 11 or something like that to make it with 135 grain bullet. If you go to a heavier bullet, Real easy to make it, you know. If you're shooting a 156, are you bringing up the 135 because guys are shooting 25 creeds or 25 25 PRCs? creeds and and six five creed? Like okay. that's just a light. That's the lightest bullet you're gonna make it with. Mm-hmm. Um, one forty seven. No, one thirty. One thirty five. Oh, one thirty five. Twenty five. Yeah, yeah. So I shoot tw- when I'm shooting open. I shoot a twenty five creed. Um, when I'm shooting factory, I shoot a six five. Are you creed. using uh, Peterson headstand brass? Or are you forming? You fire forming brass? Or are you using Peterson? I'm definitely not using Peterson. It's. Do you guys sell that? It's is it yeah, yeah. speak your mind, sir. Hey, what? if you got something to say about it, oh, yeah, I bought a bunch of it. It sucked, really. Yeah, I can I about threw a gun away and then I head space consistency. I, I, I could not tell you what it was, but I necked up some Lapua and it took a one inch gun to a well under half inch gun. Huh. I was like, oh, and, but one um, Alpha's making heads damp brass now. That one we don't sell. Okay, well, I just got a bunch of that to try. I haven't tried it yet, so mm. I I don't have an opinion on it yet. Yeah, but, but I have been taking Lupua brass and necking it up. According to some people that we follow, Alpha seems to be, according to that person, the best brass in the fucking world. I it's it's good brass. I'd be interested to see how it goes for you. Yeah, I, I've shot their Dasher brass quite a bit. I've had good luck with it. Mm. Um, I some several buddies shooting their six five Creed brass, and I think it's good brass. Mm. A Lapua is hard to beat. I mean, Lapua is the gold standard for brass. I, I generally try to stick to Lapua. As somebody that buys a lot of Lapua brass, dude, we have not seen brass come in in the last almost this year. Just something's, it. something's going on yeah. over there. Yeah. That uh, brass is not being produced the way it normally is. That's for sure. I heard of a zinc shortage hmm. because of Ukraine, or it could be that they're because they're over there. Uh, Lapua is made in Europe, so they. Mm-hmm. They're being forced to push it all to, hmm. yeah, to I don't, war stuff. I don't know. I, I do know, though, so I shoot six in PRS. I shoot six Creed. And so then I necking up six Creed for my 25. Next thing you know, I'm like, crap, what's this brass go to? So that's why I've got the mm. alpha stuff to try because it would be nice to have the right head stamp stuff. For those of you up there about that, that may not know necking up, necking down, you could take six Creed more brass, which is .243 bullet caliber. You can neck it up to .257. Yep. Uh, 21st Century makes some badass expander mandrels uh, where it's it's tapered down. So in one shot, yep. you can yep. do your neck up. Yep. And that's pretty much the best way to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's quick. That's, oh, yeah. And that's what I'm doing, just necking it up with a yep. mandrel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sweet. What's next on, on my next? I got to bring up another topic. Yes, sir. <laughs> Did we cover all the. I feel like there's a lot of gear guy doesn't need. Well, this. he's trying to bluff. You got a gun. You got a scope. Get him out. I want to make sure you got everything. When he you gets need. out there, I was he drops just a, talking shit. He drops a hundred. When he drops a hundred. <laughs> Targets. Go, uh, okay, so I don't think we missed much gear. I mean, so we got a calculator, we got glass, we yeah. have a rangefinder, we have a tripod, we have a rifle, yep. we have bag. a shooting bag. Yeah, all right, okay. Yeah, if the, to bag. me, I just set myself up to shoot, and I was like, oh, it's pretty close to me. Yeah, no, I think you got it her off. seemed yeah, like, yeah. but there, another thing is backpacks seem to matter, you know, to get into them. Yeah, explain that, because what I, I don't know much <laughs> about it, but what I do, it's something about what you got to bring everything you're going to shoot. You got to be able to carry it or what yeah, is the rule? Generally you're leaving your truck. You got to have all your stuff with you. It's not, they're not real. It's not a weigh in your gear. Like they weigh your gun, but 
whatever else, just what's in your backpack. So two, three, four, seven tripods, whatever you need. I take two you, he gets like out there, it. he's freaking like, wait, he's got 40 tripods in his thing. He's just yep. popping them out. No, I, yeah. I have, first off, everything breaks on me. I destroy everything I own, whether it's shooting, driving, whatever. I Avery understands problem. this. Yeah. Okay. So I've got a bipod on my gun and one in my backpack. I've got two tripods. I've got two binos with a rangefinder in it. I've got an extra bolt for my rifle. I mean, I've got almost everything except for a spare scope in there. Do you so, have an extra AccuTrigger? AccuTriggers don't go down, buddy. <gasps> I shouldn't. I don't know if you guys can hear that knock on wood. Listen, you can make fun of that dang AccuTrigger. She just keeps on chugging. Brian talks shit about every trigger. Don't worry about it. Ah, it's, I, it's fine. The AccuTrigger actually doesn't. I got mine. Uh, like, you can it. adjust it down pretty good. And have I've you ever used fucked around and just pulled the side of it and just yeah, it just it. goes click and then yeah. lift your bolt, put it back down. Yeah, we just, you don't want to be pulling the trigger from the side anyways. Well, my aunt, we were trying to get her to shoot an elk. She kept pulling <laughs> she kept the side of it. Pulling the side, and she was cussing like it was awesome. Oh goodness. All right. Well, then we kept backpacks. You guys have switched oh, to the three fifty seven mag. Yeah, it's perfect because it's got that. Um, tripod pocket on each side for two tripods <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a big horseshoe zipper so they like rip, rip it, it open, open when they get in there so they can uh, grab everything nice. yeah it, i yeah i switched to that three four matches ago and i'm really liking that bugger and knee pads knee pads yeah they won't hurt you yeah yeah i noticed that tanya was in fucking yoga pants and she oh, wasn't loving it at the end her black yoga pants were just brown with dirt mm. i felt bad mm-hmm. i mean not that bad but a little bad I like those pants that you, those was a first light yep. with the built-in knee pads. Yep. Those worked and well. And the big side vents for us husky fuckers that sweat. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. No, not the husky part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Fucking I, they call me the Slim Reaper for a reason. <laughs> <What> a- <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm trying to adopt that nickname. <laughs> <though>. Slim Reaper? <laughs> uh-huh. He's going to name himself. He name dropped it. Slim uh, Reaper. Hey, there's nothing like planting that seed. No, uh-huh. that was uh, Kevin Durant. They were calling him the Slim, Slim Reaper. Reaper for a while. And I was like, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was can't win a title without a partner. <laughs> not, Is that basketball reference? I don't basketball. watch that much oh, basketball. Yeah. Right. He needed to go to. Not I you. thought that was a shot at me and I'm no. like preparing to defend myself. Well, uh-huh. I saw him get all swelled up. You see that? He got all <laughs> flustered. No, it wasn't uh-huh. a shot at you. Uh, all right. So I saw you fucking using a vortex scope as a plunger. You want to defend yourself there, sir? <laughs> it was a big turd. I don't what am I? <laughs> what's no? My question is, what's your what's your beef with Vortex? Oh, I don't have a beef with Vortex. I just like to poke the dude. He's I using, love to read all the comments on those when you fucking stir the shit. Did you see? I him like to using read the, the comments. The scope as a plunger in a toilet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. It's making sure you. And then all the Vortex scope guys. Uh, They're just so easy to get round. It's like it's like picking on your little sister. You just got to do it sometimes. Like, I mean, that's, they're so easy to pick on. They are. That and uh, the first light boys. You guys talking about those first light fans. Mm-hmm. Bunch of it. I wasn't a ahead. first light guy either, but hey. I did like the pants because he recommended. The pants were nice. The pants did work well. This is a, this is an open air. This isn't a fucking, we're not, we're not sponsored. millennials. We're not sponsored we're not by people. Easy to offend. <laughs> and if the people that are offended, that's their problem, not ours. So. Uh, no, go ahead. Vortex. Wait, on the vortex or what? All of it. Oh, no, I'm you're going you, ahead. You had Let a lot go. of shit going there. Vortex. You're saying first, first light. light. You're about oh, to let it I, you know, light. that whole conglomerate of 
liberals. I don't know what else to call them. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. What, what do you use when you go hunting? QU stuff mostly now. I Most of my life, whatever I can get at Walmart. I mean, I've hunted on a budget. Like I, like Dan or Boots is when I splurge, you know, and some 5'11 pants generally. But lately I've been wearing some QU stuff quite a bit. 5'11? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, what am I? These, these are like columbia pants i have on from walmart right now i mean you're not you're not specific on your clothing no i if i'm buying something fancy it's probably going to be kuyu but yeah kuyu is hard to argue with because i just i do like kuyu i actually like sitka too i like a lot of brands but fucking sitka just came out with a pair of pants that are just like the katana kuyu pants and they're fucking 289 dollars and the katana pants are a buck 60 it's fucking not a hard choice and they're very similar yeah i I don't know. Most of the guys I know that wear Sitka, I got this neighbor kid. I'm not going to name him. I hope he listens to this. You got to name him. He knows who he is. His name's Zach. <laughs> I'm not going to name him. You got to name hey, no him. His last name's name. Zach. No last name. Cloninger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, got no, I got no issue with that. Great kid. Uh, he killed a cougar, actually, on my property last year. I really appreciate it. Thing showed up and he shot. It was great. But um, I think that was the first thing he ever killed. But, man, he's got a Sitka wardrobe. <laughs> And that just, that's what I think that's of. That's how he killed the cougar. The cougar <laughs> couldn't see him. Exactly. That's what I think of when I think of Sitka. I make fun uh, of him all the time for his uh, Sitka gear. Yeah, I have Sitka gear too. Some I do too. I got some Sitka stuff. Yeah, I uh, think Sitka and Cougar are the, they make really good stuff. It's just. I don't have, I don't have like a great opinion or something to dwell. Like, I don't know anything about clothes. Like I put them on. That's the, mm-hmm. I'm no expert on it. I just first light thing you mentioned and then i had to make my liberal joke and move mm-hmm. on now we're talking about clothes i don't know anything about clothes mm-hmm. you just wear them every day exactly <laughs> well maybe we should move on to uh, mf some say mountain sword forge some say motherfucker <laughs> tell us what's up with mountain forge what is that oh, what is that uh no old john pinch and i which that's who you need to get on here that's the og of the shit oh, you're bringing him yeah he's sick right now poor guy what's for Real sick? No, not real sick. He just, I talked to him this morning. He's like, I've been in bed. I got a cold. I don't know. Not that sick. I'm a big fucking baby when I'm sick. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a tough guy, but he's sick right now. Anyways, uh, him and I just working on building some rifles, stuff like that. We get a lot of requests, especially John. I mean, John's about to finish his North American 29. If if it's hunting related, he's done it. Like, Yeah, we got to get him on and talk about that. If it's shooting related, he's won it. Like, he's taught me how to shoot. I mean, he's... The OG. And so he's so and, mellow too. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's my, he's my yang to my ying, whatever you want to call it. They are a motley crew to watch shoot together. Uh-huh. <laughs> Talk about polar fucking opposites. <laughs> Anyways, we get mm. with his, uh, how many guys he knows in the hunting world. He just constantly is getting bombarded with guys. Hey, I need a rifle for this. Hey, I need, it. and people know he can shoot. So if, I mean, his right, people want his rifles type thing. And so, mm-hmm. and then I'm starting to get that quite a bit too. You start winning a few matches, guys know you can shoot. Hey, help me with this rifle. And so rather than. Wait, 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 you don't tell him Savage? No, I, I do. Listen, <laughs> if you want to cut, if you want a factory rifle, Savage is shoot, go buy one. But there are a ton of guys who want a custom rifle and I'm tired of sending them to whoever else and having to do my stupid job to pay the bills and John's mowing lawns to pay the bills. They're like, man, why don't we start helping these guys with some rifle stuff? So it's our, it's our shooting company. I think we're going to, I think we're going to do, we're going to sell some rifles. That's not going to be our main gig. I think we're going to go into training a lot. We're working on building a range up in my place where we can host maybe 10 guys at a time, 
um, lay them out, get their fundamentals down, run some mock stages. Again, that NRL hunter type stuff. If you get that good at that type of shooting, that type of thinking on the clock, that type of looking at mirage real quick before you make a shot, um, you'll get a lot better at killing animals. And so that's what we want to work with those guys that are looking to get better at killing stuff. Not the, not a PRS shooter that's constantly getting 15th and wants to win one. Like we probably don't have what that guy at. We don't know how to teach him what he, he wants. You know, mm-hmm. we want to teach the guys that are, you know, Ryan Avery's like they've killed a lot of animals, but aren't that great a shot. Let's mm-hmm. actually make oh, him a good for shot. Fuck sakes. I agree. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> That sounds like a bet <laughs> between me and Jake. <laughs> now, this, now we're getting on what I can get into. We'll, get, we'll, we'll swing by that at the end. Uh, all right. So anyways, so, so if somebody forge. wants to get a mountain forge rifle, how do they go about getting a hold of you? Uh, you find us, we got an Instagram page. We have a website that was up and, uh, our hosting did not like that. It was gun related. So oh, it's down. No, known got, host no, is what I use. No, no, no. We oh. got, we got, we got a guy. Got, on it. Well, I know a guy that loves Guns that has host. That's where we host. Gotcha. Because we kept getting shut down. And well, no, you saying right. known host is no good. I'm just saying that those kind of places yeah. can take your shit you down. You talk about stuff people don't want to hear about. Yeah, every day I hear it. AR15.com, one of the biggest. Oh, Go daddy decided yeah. to kill him, and then everybody is scrambling, and we had to move a bunch yeah. of people. To this anyway, so hopefully to. within the next few days we have a website you back, back up. up. Yeah, yeah. And but Instagram or message me on Instagram, John on Instagram, whatever. We're you not have hard an to find. Instagram page for Mountain Forge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it does. It's MF. So two motherfuckers own it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, carbon barrels. We gotta get. We have the same thought process on carbon barrels. Is everybody should shoot steel. Yeah. And yet, I still shoot carbon all the time. Well, you're hitting a weight factor and probably Damn. a few things. But. but but you could hit it with a fluted steel, just as easy. But it's not available from Savage. I know why you guys I, have been saying that wrong. By the way, it's Savage. Savage. I know. Are you why. serious? Is it really? When I shoot it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I make that bitch sing. Is that French? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I know why I don't like carbon barrels. Why don't you like carbon as a, as a whole? I, they just have issues. You I, can't have like blanket statements like that. Like I don't like carbon barrels. Not not. Well, I, I, I like carbon barrels less. How about that? I've had yeah. some carbon barrels I like, but I've had some carbon barrels I really hate. On it's, average, do you see that steel barrels just shoot better than for carbon? sure, for sure? Yeah. And and look, you look at it. I mean, have you ever seen an F class guy with a carbon barrel on? No, yeah. no. That's a real question. I don't know anything about F class, but I, I don't think not. so. Yeah, but there's also not. No one in a PRS match is shooting a carbon barrel. We are at NRL hunter because it's hunting guys coming over. I was over. about to say you're you're describing all the competitions that have nothing to do with weight. As right. soon as you start talking about weight. Yeah, like, because like in here when we're selling rifles, guys come in and I tell them like nowadays. Bartline benchmark cut rifled carbon barrels. They don't take a lot of meat off anymore. The weight savings for a carbon barrel is almost non-existent with a cut rifled carbon barrel. Yeah, no, they just look cool. Yeah, yeah. so you're going to save a few ounces. The aesthetics of a carbon barrel is very appealing to the first time $6,000 custom rifle purchaser. It is. They look good. We actually just painted, we Cerakoted a carbon barrel on a badass build. We just did a reel on it, and it looks sick. Yeah. No, guys, guys on carbons, it looks cool. I mean, what you guys had, I listened to part of your Gunworks podcast on here, and that's, hey, the market wants it, so that's what we produce. Mm-hmm. It is. And they don't shoot as good. What's the price difference from you? We, we have, okay, so a generally a steel barrel is 350 bucks. You want to add flutes, it adds 150 bucks ish 
uh, benchmark carbon barrel is 800 bucks today. Yeah. yeah. And, no, uh, and, and I, I tell guys, I mean, this is the phone call I have all the time. And I'll tell guys, I'm like, let's do a spiral fluted. I love a spiral fluted mm. barrel. Okay. Guys want a custom look on their gun. They think carbon looks custom. No, carbon looked custom 10 years ago. Yep. Name a manufacturer now that isn't making a carbon barrel. A major, yep. I, I'm savages, whatever. Two tone spiral fluted barrel looks sick. Yes, yes they do. Oh, it does. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a very time consuming, laborious process to tape off flutes and paint. And but that's, a, but that's a custom look. It looks great. No. So I'll have, that's what my personal, my six, five PRC that I carry for deer, bear, whatever. That's it's a spiral fluted. It looks great. Yeah. And I'll have this phone call with guys. I'll tell, Hey, you know, uh, this is what I want, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, let's do a, let's do a spiral fluted bear. I want to make this weight. No, I want it to be light. Yeah, the spiral fluid's going to be lighter than a carbon. Oh, well, actually, I kind of like the look of carbon, like carbon, though. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, which one shoots better? Oh, probably the spiral fluted. Oh, man, I sure like the look of that carbon better, from a, though. From a rifle manufacturer's... buying a carbon barrel. From a rifle manufacturer's perspective, like if we build it, whatever the barrel that the customer chooses, if we say, oh, it's going to shoot half MOE or better, well, whether we put a steel barrel or a carbon barrel on there, the end consumer doesn't have to deal with whether the barrel shoots or not. In other words, we're not just going to give him the rifle with a bad shooting carbon barrel. Now, it be, now it's on us. So from the f- consumer... I'm for effect. From the consumer standpoint, if they prefer the aesthetics of a carbon barrel, then need all the more power to you. And then we tell you it's going to shoot. And if it doesn't shoot, we're going to make it right. So it's not their problem anymore. How so, many shot group is it going to shoot? We don't uh, specify. I think the general population consensus on a group is three shots. Yeah. If you were to pull all the shooters in the country. When you shot. speak of a group for accuracy, it's a three-shot group. Yeah. Now, so, I know that most manufacturers are moving to larger groups to show consistency over the heating up of the barrel and, and what the barrel's going to do over time and all that kind of good shit. And I get it. And it does make sense. I'm not saying three-shot groups are great. But I'm just saying that from this is really just about the consumer. The guy that's buying the rifle, the guy you're talking to on the phone, yeah, if he wants a they come in here and I'll tell them steel barrel's better. And if they want carbon, they're going carbon. Right. And it's not their fucking problem at that point. Though. Right. It's oh, our no. problem. And that's why I don't like them because yeah. it's my well, problem. That's then. why we need to continue to have these conversations on three shot groups and fucking well, barrels. So, but, so here's up. the problem is I can get a I can get a fine group with that carbon barrel, okay? And a three shot group, and maybe I'll shoot a fairly slow shoot three shot group, shoot one, wait a minute, shoot one, wait two minutes, whatever. It just shot a fine three shot group. Mm. Well, let's go shoot a fast eight shot group of that sucker. And the first one's low, and the next one's higher, and the next one's higher, and the next one's higher. That's and also just not shot. a realistic hunting situation. Oh, I a know, fast eight shot group. Yeah. We have this talk about uh, zeros. Like, we're going to have, there's a difference between a competition zero and a hunting zero. I've seen oh, some pretty bad oh, dude, hunters out the, there throwing got, some lead. We got to get his. We got to get his thought on this. That's just a bad hunter. Oh, I'm just saying that's there's that, a but lot that's of guys more out fucking realistic than people think. Yeah, like every year I say, oh fuck. Well, here, let me. I'm gonna ask the question before you fill his head. Hold with on, nonsense. let me go with one more thing go. on this carbon thing though. I see more cold bore shift with carbon than yes. I do with steel, and that's that's the shot that counts. And and I'm not talking big, but I'm talking a tenth or two. Okay, so if your first shot. Is all is generally a tenth low or generally a tenth high? Are you now zero in for that first shot, or are you zero in for where your group goes? A tenth for most guys is nothing. Yeah, but but it's still We're not all Matt. All it's wine. still something though. And this will be interesting because he is he is like he already be said it. A different. He okay. already said it. Okay, Matt, we shoot a ten shot group cold bore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every morning you wake up, you go Every shoot morning, the rifle at the same target. This okay. is this ambient is rifle cold bore. This is hot. Okay. 
He's so, drawn a picture for me, folks. Yep. If we shoot 10 shots, we're drawing it real slow. Fucking art is horrible. Mm. Yeah. It comes down to a basic question. Do you think a hot barrel zero would be different than a cold bore zero? Cold barrel zero over a 10 shot period. Carbon barrel, steel barrel. Both. Just, I think just, it's more likely to be different with a carbon barrel. But probably different with a steel also. This is an inch and a half. I'm talking about your fine zero like you're ready to go hunt. It all all aligned in that inch and a half. Are you changing zeros? You see, you framed the question wrong. No. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to. Are we changing would you, zero? This feels like a lover's quarrel. Would you zero, <clears throat> would you zero your hunting <clears throat> rifle by shooting 10 shots in a row, hot barrel, and then centering that group? Or would you prefer a cold bore barrel zero over 10 shots, one every morning? I would prefer the cold bore Thank you. for hunting. Okay, but that's the question. What that if they're it. relatively the same? Well, then what's the issue? That's what's going to happen. No, he's speaking in tenths. It what, will be I, a tenth difference. I will Guaranteed. give him this. Guaranteed. Well, if you shoot, and, and if it's left and right, I don't care. If you shoot it again, it's going to be a different 10 shot group. That's okay. It's going to shoot into a cone. My question is, he's right. If you shoot a carbon barrel, it's going to be way more finicky than a steel barrel. Well, yes. are you guys going to do this test for me? Yes. Perfect. I love it. However, what I'm trying to tell it, like you're speaking in tenths, like zeros varying by a tenth, oh, right? I should be speaking in MOA. One, huh? one, no, 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 no. I just mean I, that there's a difference, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, a tenth for people out there is basically oh, a third sorry. of an inch. We're going to call it a third of an inch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there will be a tenth of an inch difference between a 10 cold shot, cold barrel shot zero versus a hot barrel zero. There will be, it would be miraculous for them to be the same. Yeah, I, I, but I wonder if it's not going to be more, you know, two tenths. I think which, it'll be, I think it'll be more. Yeah. But what if you shoot and again, it? if it's left and right, I don't care at all. More vertical dispersion. I'm not good at calling wind. Well, I'm okay at calling wind, but I'm not amazing at it. You know, no one's that good at calling wind is what I'm saying, but I hate vertical in a rifle. Hate it. What's the adjective to describe somebody who's really good at something, but says they're not. Hmm. Well, we were talking about adjectives earlier. So what is, what is, I barely went to school. You're talking to the wrong guy on this. I'm saying you're a badass shooter who wins competitions, but you're going to sit there and say you ain't good at calling win. I mean, I'm, I'm saying I'm not, a t I'm not calling win within a 10th. Yeah. You know, definitely. that's why I don't care if my zero's got a 10th tenth. Tenth of wind in it. Okay. Exactly. There yes. will be more than a 10th of vertical in this test. What What is a 10th at a hundred yards? 0. 0.33. 0. 0.33. 0. 0. 0.36. 0. 0. Yeah. 0.36. A third of an inch. That's why I said a third of an inch. And, and are you building the carbon or no? Uh, Jessica, it's, it's, it's carbon. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. It's spiral fluted oh. steel. Spiral yeah. fluted steel. You guys, I mean, like, if you just a killer shooting gun for this, like you need a gun that never is leaving half inch. You that's what, just that's what we do here. Okay. That's what everyone says. We need to do this. I haven't had a bad one hey, yet. We need to do this and you need to do this. Well, I'll go do it tomorrow. Let me know what you come up with. Posted online, dude. I'm telling you. I also want now. Now he threw another curveball. I would put big money on it. Well, we're gonna have to have a double. There will be more. We're already gonna be in a shooting competition together. Oh yeah. Um, carbon. You throw a carbon, it's gonna be fucking way worse. Yes. yes. So you admitted that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I just. I. We all are in agreement. Why do people keep wanting carbon barrels? That's all I'm saying. We got to start this. Three shot groups suck, and carbon barrels car, just car, move to steel. Carbon is pretty. Ah, and I do. When look we build the look, a custom I rifle, know, I, when we build a custom rifle, 
a carbon barrel looks better. Spiral fluted steel. It does look good. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool flutings a guy can do now that yes. looks good. Yes. And Mike will hate us for this, but when he flutes them up and he puts he does oh, yeah. that Cerakote. Oh, so my my spiral fluted one, mm. it's it's like a gunmetal gray, and then the chassis green and gunmetal camo, and then I've got green flutes on it. Mm. It looks like beautiful. Look good. Yeah. 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 And another thing people like carbon for is they can put five H twenty four on pretty much every carbon barrel. I like the th- I like the girth. Yeah, no, I you like the, the BBC. I yeah, like you the girth take- of the carbon. <laughs> but barrel. you could take a steel barrel. Uh, okay, here's an example. Um, <coughs> buddy of mine that actually was just shooting with him this last weekend. He has got a full comp. Picture this gun, full comp contour proof barrel. I mean, she's Ooh. full girth okay. carbon steel steel. Full girth. What's yeah. the muzzle OD? Like that size? Close to that. Okay, that's, so, that's so a, a little, fucking so, so a, str- a truck axle. 1.2 probably. 1.2 all the way. Yeah. 1.2 straight. Yeah, it's it's girth. Okay. okay. <laughs> he has got this in a Hunt 26 with a triple pull. Oh, that motherfucker's hitting every Hold wall. on. Hold <laughs> on. Every no. fucking wall. Let me. No, this guy. It's pushing. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. This guy's a shoot. He got. He got. Second or third overall at this match. Nice. You're kidding me. He's shooting that in the open light division. How? He has that honeycomb fluting on on it. Deep. It is lighter than a proof carbon, and that thing is girth. Mm -hmm. And that gun hammered. I've shot it. I've watched him warm it up. It doesn't walk. That that barrel shoots. Mm. And there's an example of girth. Without carbon, that's mm-hmm. the only reason I was going yeah. over this. Yeah, yeah. So there are some options out there. You yeah. can do some heavy, heavy yeah. spiral fluting. You can do some. You can pull weight out of a barrel and keep it thick without having glue touching your. Barrel. I mean, wh- why do we bed right or like float barrels back in the day in all our stocks? Because you don't want anything touching your barrel. Mm-hmm. Nah, forget that. Let's just glue crap around the barrel instead. Yeah. Yeah, By the, the way, we make carbon barrel rifles. Yeah. Those guys want them. Yeah. And the people get mistaken. It's not the carbon that's fucking, it's that resin. Exactly. That resin is fucking flexible and it take and it fucking it heat sinks, man. It holds heat. So I Are you know. done ranting now? No, I'm, I love I'm, a good carbon barrel rant. I just think that we need to put the education out there. Three shot groups are gay. For those of you that are and looking at buying barrels, rifles, there mm. are carbon barrels that shoot fantastic. My best shooting there gun are. ever is a proof. 28 nozzle. Both of my personal I rifles. I won last weekend with a carbon barrel. I've won probably six matches this year with carbon barrels. Just if you look into eliminate variables and possibly produce the best shooting gun that you can have built for you or build generally a steel that's one material throughout is going to shoot better than one that has three different materials, carbon fibers, resin, and steel. I love this voice of reason over here while we're just... Spewing, I have to be. Just, I have to be. spewing op- opinions, and he's like, here's some facts, though, folks. Yeah. Well, and the truth is It's three different materials versus one. So, and, and most people don't know how... They believe, like, when the average consumer sees a carbon barrel, they believe it's manufactured that way, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know that you actually took an entire steel barrel once it was complete. Then you took a bunch of material out of the section with a fucking cutting blade, then you wrapped it with carbon, poured resin on it, wrapped something around it, cured it, and then spun it again so that you could sand it smooth. Now, when I put it in that way, then you're like, oh, will that shoot better? Or will the one that you never fucking adulterated? It's called tolerance stacking. That's what they did to that barrel. Yep. 
But it just if you just think about it mechanically, yeah. If you have any type of mechanical mind, just let me take a straight steel barrel that shoots great, or then let me take you know this one that we. I've, I've been to two factories, one that used monofilament like proof, one Christensen Arms, and they are vastly different. And you're like, how do these fuckers even shoot straight at all? But all that being said, there are carbon they barrels that shoot well. And, and if we build you a rifle, shoot well. if we build a rifle to no munitions, even if it's a carbon barrel. If it doesn't shoot, we still have to. No, listen. Make it right. Same for us, and that's mm-hmm. why. Like, I got quite a few guns sitting back in place that never went out the door because I never got them quite where I wanted. Mm-hmm. Here's another. You know what? Since we're on the carbon barrel thing, and since you guys make muzzle brakes, and I got one in my hand here, mm-hmm. let's talk about this. You're gonna like this one. Carbon barrels are much more finicky to the weight on the end of them, from what I've seen. I absolutely. Because it's not consistent harmonics at that point, just like we're talking about. The harmonics vary. Yeah. There was a there was a week in my life where I hated your guys' brakes because I had four six five PRCs, carbon barrels. Should have been great shooters, would not shoot with a light brake on. And I was kind of blaming your guys' brake. Well, I put a different light brake on, still wouldn't shoot. Threw suppressor on there, they went from inch and a half guns to half inch guns. Mm. And then I, that's what, you know, remember me calling, he said, Hey, why don't you guys offer some of these in stainless? And then, you know, you put a, it just needed four ounces out there instead Mm -hmm. of one ounce and that fixed the problem. But steel barrels don't seem to have that finickiness to changing the weight on that. Because you don't change the harmonics basically. Yeah. 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 You're you're, you're interrupting the structure of the steel to add some other shit. It's not going to wave the same way. And I don't have some good scientific whatever for this. This is just my opinion from what I've seen. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess if you go through low development on a right, well, that's why they're trying to sell tuner brakes and shit too. Now mm-hmm. you're not going to add four ounces on the end of a fucking barrel with a tuner brake, but the idea is there. And yeah. There's a lot of for and against tuner brake shit right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, but just yeah. having the weight out there, I shoot a tuner brake because generally the more weight on the end of the barrel, the better it'll shoot. Mm-hmm. So let's just throw some weight out there. Well, from a hunting goes. perspective, yeah, we're not trying that. to throw a bunch exactly. of extra fucking weight on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we mm. beat that fucking well, now we have a complete variety of stainless anti I love it. every configuration there you that, go. that you can buy. That was really just for you. Mm-hmm. The carbon truth. <laughs> we can start, we can start a whole podcast series on, we'll call it the carbon truth. We'll just bad mouth things made out of carbon. Mm. I don't know if there's anything else I don't like made out of carbon. How about, how about a, how about a four end with Arca rail built into it that you put all the pressure of your rifle on built out of carbon? How's that sound? Mm done pretty well with that so uh, i'm gonna yeah oh there <laughs> hey we're talking shit about carbon that's what you just said uh, no i know i okay. know oh there's there's lots of good carbon were you talking about a christensen there. chassis or were you talking about something else yeah that one <laughs> they, don't, they don't have a carbon chassis <laughs> what the end on the christensen's carbon on the new modular the aluminum on the no you talk about the new modular deal what the modular chassis MPA? rifle no the Christensen, yeah. The new hotness from Christensen. The new one. No, you're talking about the old no, I'm just talking about the old one that's been around forever. It's a carbon oh, it is carbon rail. Carbon the rail. whole front's carbon. Mm-hmm. We were going to start a new a new product line making rails out of carbon. You were? No. I'm talking shit. Oh, I, I, again, we talk a lot of shit about carbons, but I've had some fantastic shooting ones. Yes. They're just finicky. I just yes. want people to know they are finicky. Yeah. Uh, I, I got lots of guns I love that have carbon barrels, but- seen lots that I hate with carbon barrels too. And you got a carbon chassis you love. I do. I, I hear you bed them. Oh, I've been known to. <laughs> I'll bet anything. 
<laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Forget betting. I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I got Jake with that one. Anything. I, uh, I'll glue them together. I don't care. Yeah. I, so a, we'll, AI's so we'll been doing something right. AI's been doing something right for a long time with that. Oh, I think there's truth to that. Glue. I, I, I mean, glue it together. Well, the, the zero movement is the best movement. Exactly. Here's so. another topic that I've recently read about that I fucking hate reading things that make me, my brain hurt. I just hate reading, so well, you're ahead of me. What What's the optimum fucking uh, barrel torque spec? Oh, putting the barrel on the action? Yeah, what's your foot pounds? Uh, well, the proper response in this situation is it's up to the action manufacturer. That's a cop out, but go ahead, Matt. It is because one and a sixteenth threads versus one and eighteenth, sixteen TPI versus eighteen TPI. Everything changes the torque spec. The shoulder that's on the barrel changes the torque spec. The material that is made out of changes the torque spec. So it is up to the manufacturer's recommendation. What's bats? I think they're doing eighty foot pounds, but don't fucking. That is not a quotable number because my Smith is. Not, I'm not a gunsmith. I have guys that know what the fuck they're doing, mm-hmm. but I believe it's like seventy five or eighty foot pounds, something like that. I could be really wrong though. It could be inch you're, pounds. You're I'm close. so wrong. It could be inch pounds. Oh, it's foot pounds. What it's you, 80 foot pounds. 80 foot pounds. Are you asking mountain forge, Matt? Or, uh, I'm asking what Matt? is mountain forge sending theirs out? Well, I would say, I would say that both Matt Allwine and I mountain forge and nominations. Neither of us actually build rifles. So <laughs> yes. we have, we have, we have guys that know what they're but doing you, to do that shit. You could walk out and ask them. Though. I could. Uh, yeah. no, I mean, I put a lot of my own barrels on for, what do you put yours on? Generally 80. 80, 80. foot pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's if a torque wrench that's is good, handy. Well, I was about because to say it, torque wrench. a good chance it went on with a even, crescent wrench. Even if you don't, you, you can bring another, if you don't use the proper action wrench for your action, oh, yeah. that will fuck with your torque spec. So in reality, 80 foot pounds is probably the optimal number, but everything has to be kosher. The, the socket has to fit the action wrench right. Your torque spec has to be calibrated. There's a lot of things that go into this rather than just say, oh, 80 yeah. foot pounds. But if we're talking about like, I'm setting a rival for a match, Good and tight. I'm leaving tomorrow. It's about uh, that yep. tight and away we go. It's half inch drive ratchet <laughs> tight. Yeah. Or a crescent wrench if I can't find that. What do you use for tight. a barrel vice? Uh, the short action customs one? You using Loctite? No, what it? Nobody um, uses Loctite. Tika does. It's not huh? the, I don't have the set. I have, um, I don't know. It's you like actually that. put any C's. Yeah, anesthes, not, not, not lock, Loctite. It's the opposite of Loctite. Oh, there's Unless some, it's there's, a Tika, I think a, they put Loctite there's on There's a those. Loctite or something on a Tika. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Tika no, stands I'd be apart. more likely to put anesthes on than uh, mm. Well, I mean, I think Loctite if we put lug nuts on, there's five of them. We're putting on 115. Well, the reason for the anesthes is because you have two, whenever you have similar metals. Do I put tires on for a living? I know all about anesthes. Oh, good deal. Um, 115, we got five fucking lug nuts and we're putting on 40. People are putting on 40 Lug nuts pounds. are 120 foot pounds and there's five six eight of them yeah and we're putting no work tire stores between the 90 and 150 it did 120 the is literally directly in the middle of your numbers so i'm just saying it's all over the map but we're putting fucking barrels on at 40 some people no it seems like not very much no to be honest with you like- it doesn't matter as long as it doesn't come loose i think i used to always put my barrels on at 100 and someone's like you're only supposed to do 80 and i've Backed them off. The whole idea behind that, the whole idea behind an inch pound torque on a ring, the idea is that you don't, if you go too much, you'll weld the two fucking metals together and then it's not coming back off and you don't want to ruin your $2,000 action or your barrel that you just put on. It's really about not welding the two similar metals together. It doesn't need to be good. It just, it, it just has to not move. What what do you do your, uh, scope caps to, since you got that in your hand? Well, it's funny because those are. We did, dude, it took, we built seven revisions of that hinge ring right there. The reason why, 
is because I continued to torque those to 25 inch pounds on the top. And that was the problem. They are 15 inch pounds at 25 inch pound. You start to fold those ears together and you actually bend and remove the surface area tension at 15 inch pounds. Those hold a 33 XC and pass the drop test. Really? Yes. Did it, what about but I fucked loose, it up. So I feel like I loosened that with my fingers. 15 inch pounds. Yeah. Well, just like any other torque. I mean, the standard torque, 20 inch pounds is kind of a standard, right? So what's the difference between fucking 15 and 20? What does Vortex say to do? I don't know. I, ju- I 15, Leopolds, I 18. think, are 25, maybe. Does that sound right? But well, we're literally talking about 15 to 25 well, inch pounds. This is like nothing. So then I do 30. These are 25. I do 30, then. Exactly. the difference between ordinary and extraordinary sounds. That but goes if back you, yeah. to the But if you go barrels. five over on those, you're actually, you're counter, you're counterintuitive at this point. Interesting. And, and it took seven revisions at very expensive prototypes to figure how, that out. How many times have you had a wheel come off when you're driving down the road? Just driving along and a wheel Never. comes off. Yeah, because I have like six times. Well, you and Ryan so, both have bad luck. So I it's called karma. Times? Yes. What the? F- did you, always the front. Did you left, put the fucking the wheel on or somebody else? I've had both. <laughs> Les, Les Schwab, myself, Tyrama, whatever. I've had, mm-hmm. I think, six wheels come off rolling down the road. So when you do your initial so, torque, I'm just saying, crap just comes loose, and so I like that little extra because you got it. It's it's not it's not the initial torque. It's the second time you torque it. The initial torque is going to give you some bolt stretch. There may be some materials in there that are inhibiting the proper torque. The taper seated surface or shouldered surface might not made up properly. There's actually, if you're building engines, if you're building a, 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 a six cylinder inline diesel engine, there are torque specs that are torque to yield. In other words, you would torque them to 120 foot pounds and then it's plus 90 degrees hmm. because you're stretching that bolt. And then you have to hammer the top of the bolt because it's only allowed to do that five times. This is just giving you an example on, mm-hmm, on different mm-hmm. types of torques. But when you initially torque, it's not always the exact torque you think mm-hmm, it is. It's mm-hmm. the second time. So you need to torque it, back it off, and, and torque again. again. Do we do yes. that to barrels? Uh, n- no, but barrel torque is not a critical torque. It's only important the barrel doesn't move. So even if it came from 80 back to 62... Mm-hmm. It's not going to come loose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had, I don't know what they started. I've had two barrels come loose. It's one of the reasons I was asking. Yeah. But they, heard, they, and I never had. I've, they were, there was a, I'll find the link. They were bumping them at 40 and they were changing impacts at the 40 hmm. foot pounds. So 40 seems really light. It does me. seem light. Yeah. yeah. Well, so does 15 inch pounds. Yeah, exactly. I don't know on that shit. That shit does boggles my mind that this is 25 and those are 15. Yeah. But, but that's it, got a bigger footprint with less screws. But it works. It's a cool little ring. It's the first time I've seen that. It is a cool. Yep. And those are the new ones. We just, those clamp directly to the top of the Tika. You got that action behind you? You think you took it. Mm. Took it somewhere. <clears throat> those levels, dude, are just, they're fucking. So we did a Tika level two that clamps to the top of the Tika action, and it puts it in that same position. That level is so nice in that spot for your eye. No, that's yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, we run level down there a lot. Mm-hmm. I run those for comps. If I can make weight, I run those uh, electronic levels No, with the, um, oh, I just want blank on the name of it. He makes, um, it's essentially a piece that comes around and goes under your eye. So the, the lights for the levels right in your eye socket there. Mm. And it so is you can see sweet. It when you're yeah. looking down the tube. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I guess we need to pick a new topic. What about, what are you going to, what cartridge are you going to hunt with this year? And what's your like generally preferred cartridge or... Oh, rifle configuration. I'll probably run my 6.5 PRC for bears, deer, 
And then I got a couple of tags. I'll probably run a 300 Norma. Okay. So you're a bigger is better guy. Nancy. Mm, yeah. Slow and steady. I might run a PRC, 300 PRC, but probably a Nancy and I'll run it slow. So you guys, I'll run it at wisdom speeds. <laughs> yeah. So slow and so use a bigger cartridge to slow the bullet down. Just so I'm not trying, just so I don't have to step on it at all. Like mm. where you guys probably, you guys run stuff hotter than me. I know. What about just sure. plus peeing just to lower your peak case pressure there and just run normal? Dramatic pause. Uh, thinking about my thoughts. Um, just say whatever you want. No, I don't. I haven't, I haven't spent enough time with plus P to know. So plus P is generally lowering peak chamber pressure by treating the rifling out in front of the throat. Right. 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 So yeah. if you can do that, you don't have to add the 100 feet per second. As soon as you perform that operation, whatever ammo you were shooting is going to decrease, but you're going to lose 100 feet per second. Gotcha. So then you're you're building it back. But you can still keep your case full. Use those standard powders. Generally, when you want to run something slower than normal, the same, the normal powders for that cartridge don't apply anymore. Yeah. So yeah. like if you wanted well, to use N570 and a 300 Norma, you want to keep that case fill up and you want to still, you know, so you can technically lower your velocity without messing with your powder choice, powder yeah. charge. And I'm not, and I'm, when I say shooting slower, I'm not, I'm just saying slower than you guys. I'm not shooting mm. slow, slow, you know, like, if if I find two no, I'm shooting a three hundred normal. Let's say shooting two fifteen paragers. What speed are you gonna throw? What you uh, uh, barrel length? Twenty four. Twenty four is gonna do thirty one hundred feet a second. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot that at twenty nine seventy probably. Mm. It and, can do thirty one though. Yeah, it can. Yeah, probably be a little more finicky. You're not gonna up take there. your three hundred eight Wolf gun. Oh no, that that'll they'll stay in the truck. I mean, she'll be ready. That's more of the like archery season. Keep it around in case you see wolves type gun. I don't really not taking that. Well, we're fucking at an hour and eighteen minutes. So mm. it was fun, man. Talking shit flies by. It just zips right on through. What we what did we learn? <laughs> I don't know if there was any I'm useful. Torquing my barrels to a hundred <laughs> with lock. This podcast is not about learning. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we learned a lot. <laughs> All right. Any parting shots, Matt? Got anything? Anybody? I can no, think of no. so many. I'm just Now's your to, chance. Uh, <laughs> send it. I got nothing. That's the best part. You say what you think. Yeah. I, I felt like I got all my shots in there. Well, I little things for uh, what's the name from Gunworks for my adjustable cheek riser not knowing how to shoot mm. we had a good little vortex joke in there i think we hit them all nice. I, and uh the first light even i already got them all in oh what <laughs> do you think about airlines <sighs> which ones <laughs> <laughs> you, you were stuck well normally i'm a delta fan but the 30 hours i just spent in minneapolis has me considering mm. my life choices i flew a lot of delta miles it is better than miles. peasant air dude oh no yeah, it's the the least of many evil options, really. Jake? All good. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. To get a hold of this, it's podcast at shoottohunt.com. That's with the number two, not the letters two. And we're on Instagram at shoot to hunt. Thanks for listening.